You are listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast. My name is Andrew Mackay-Smith, and I hope wherever you are in the world and whatever you're doing, you're doing pretty bloody well. The guest that you're about to hear from, his name is Ross the Boss, and he was the guitarist in Man of War when it mattered. He left the band in 1988, we do talk about that, but the reason for the conversation is that Ross is touring Australia performing a full set of Man of War classics. I can't bloody wait because they are playing Brisbane. Let me go through some dates for you. Across Australia, there's four dates. On the 26th of April, they're playing Sydney at the Bald-Faced Stag. On the 27th, they're playing Fowler's Live, which is in Adelaide. On the 28th, they're playing the Croxton in Melbourne. And the big one, the Woolly Mammoth, on the 29th in Brisbane. Without further ado, without further delay, let's get stuck into the chat with the man himself. Here he is, Ross the Boss. Calling to have a chat. How are you going? I'm good. Really good. Awesome. Looking forward to what's going about to happen. Well, last time we had a chat, you're in the middle of a snowstorm, so I hope you made it through in one piece. It sounds like you did. Oh, my God. Remember that day was so insane. My God. <laughs> it was insane. Believe me. We had, and that was just one of four nor'easters that hit. So we, we, I think we're, we're off that, uh, that uh, the, uh, the snowstorm. Yeah, no problems, mate. Yeah. All right, look, I think I've got somebody calling after me, so I better kick things off, mate, because I've got plenty of questions to ask you, if that's okay. Go, go right ahead. All right, mate. Okay, so, Ross, welcome to the show. You are coming to Australia. Can you tell us all about the show that you're bringing down? Certainly, and we're glad to be coming. Let me tell you something. We're going to bring the old school man set um, that we've been playing uh, to Australian stores. Uh, we're really looking forward to it. It's just songs from my, the six man records that I, that I did, uh, songs that I wrote. Um, totally old school set, no bullshit, no solos, no speeches, no tapes, no effects, no nothing, just raw, blasting metal at its finest, the way I know how to do it, and we're just ready to go. We're ready, and we're, we can't wait to be there. I'm so glad you say that, mate, because, you know, I appreciate that you aren't in the band, okay, but... I do need to ask this question. Much like Rush, Man Award do have plenty of fans in Australia, but, mate, they've never toured. So is there a reason? I'm only asking your opinion. Really? Yeah, is there a, a reason that you think Man Award have never made it down to Australia? I mean, you're the first person that we've had to, that's been able to bring the show down. Yeah, I would say that it, it's a matter of um, money for Joey because everything's about money for him, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, and if he can't get enough money, if he, you know, people want people, he wants a million dollars or some some ridiculous amount of money, which is absolutely out of out of control. Uh, I think that's the reason. Mm. You know, the thing is about your so, contribution to Man of War, mate, is that you were the guitarist in the years that mattered, frankly. And I read on Wikipedia when I was doing my research for our chat that Joey asked you to leave the band after the 1988 album Kings of Steel. Is that even correct? And that's what true. happened? Kings of Metal. Yeah. Yes. What happened back in those days? Because you're an excellent guitarist. Yes, it is. He, you know, we sort of kind of had a falling out. It wasn't really a falling out. It was nothing that I thought would, you know, cause me to get to to depart the band. But in his mind, he wanted to control everything. Um, I was his partner. Yes. And I, I represented a, a different, you know someone else, you know, someone, someone stronger. And uh, he thought it would be better if he controlled everything. 
so he asked me to leave. Mm. Okay. Well, there you have it, right there. So, so what do you? Is, to, to me, one to me one of the, one of the worst mistakes in metal history. Yeah, well, they didn't exactly improve after you left, I must say. I mean, the albums that they've released certainly in the last 15 uh, years have been terrible. Well, I mean, that's the way you see it. I can't tell you. I can't say if they were good or bad. That's not my place. Mm. You say it. Yeah, oh, look, it's I'm a fan. Opinion. I'm a fan, mate. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, oh, yeah. No, definitely. I'm just sharing my opinion. Uh-huh. I'm a fan, and... I love the albums that you appeared on. I even uh, really enjoyed Louder Than Hell, but the classical shit that he's been putting out in the last 15 years, it doesn't really make a lot of sense yeah. because I'm a classical fan as well and I've got to shoot straight here. It's not good classical music that he's releasing. Right. You know? Anyway. Um, yeah, well, it's, it's, and, you know, and, and the amount of time in between each record is it's insane. So, like, mm. you know. Yeah. <laughs> Mate, what are your fondest memories of the Man of War years in the 80s? The, the fondest memory was probably just getting started, just creating it. Joey and I started the band. I was, I was in Shaking Street, the French band, and I was supporting Black Sabbath. We were supporting Black Sabbath in England on Ronnie Dio's first tour, Heaven and Hell. And um, Ronnie comes up to me and says, you know, hey, Russ, I really dig you. I know the dictators and Shaking Streets here. And, but you should meet my, a, a guy on our road crew. His name is Joey DeMeo. And he plays bass. I think you guys would be good. So we, uh, I said, you know, go meet him. I go, yes, sir. Yes, sir. And um, that's what we did. That's what we did. Yeah. And we decided to form a band, and then we called it Manowar. You know, the thing I, I like about yourself, mate, is that you're actually a punk icon as well. So I, I don't know whether a lot of Man of War fans are familiar with this, but, of course, you're in the Dictators. You know, you played CBGBs with the Ramones, Blondie, and far too many others to mention. 35 times. There you go. 35 times. You know, and, and to be as, as associated as you are with metal, punk and rock and roll, as far as I can see, is really your base or your roots. So when you look back on that era, the late 70s in New York, yeah. what are your thoughts? Well, you know, that, that whole CBGB thing was amazing. Um, I'll never, uh, I don't think we'll ever see a collection of bands like that again in, in the history of the world. I mean, who would think that in a small club like that, down the Bowery, mm. in the middle of all the bums and the garbage and the dirt, back then what, the way it was, um, you'd have a band, you'd have this, this place that would let every band play there. And you'd have this guy, Haley Crystal, that would let every group nurture themselves and play and, and try things out in front of everybody. Who would think that that would happen? And all of a sudden, the place goes berserk. It goes wild. The press picks up on it. And every record company in the world is down there signing everybody. So, you know, it, it, it's, it's an amazing thing. Mm. In 2006. I don't think it'll ever happen again. Ramones, di- Ramones Dictators, uh, Blondie. Talking Heads, television, you know, amazing. And Richard Hell. So I don't I'm think ask... it'll ever happen again. No, I think you're spot Richard on. Richard Hell, absolutely. Well, Richard Hell in 2016. Bad you played, Boys, you know. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, you, you played a benefit for Ivan Julian, the guitarist in Richard Hell's band. And the Blank Generation album is one of my favourite yep. all-time records. So did you play many shows with Richard Hell back mm-hmm. in the 70s? 
Well, no, they would never put us on on the same weekend. Mm. Yeah. Okay. What about? Yeah, we never, we never, Philly would never put us. Yeah, go ahead. What about Alan Vega? Because he's go another. Ahead. Alan Vega's another one of my favourites. Did you ever play mini shows with him in Suicide? Yeah, yeah, it was Suicide. I think we played with Suicide once. Yeah. Mm. Very interesting mm. group. Yeah. What are your recollections of that show? I, you know what? It's 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 my recollections are <laughs> not. I can't. I really right now. I can't. Couldn't remember about Suicide. Mm. Okay. Fair enough. And. You've had so many amazing episodes across an outstanding career. So what stands out to you as being some of the most prominent memories? One of my biggest memories was working with Austin Wells, um, working with, uh, um, you know, uh, the first tour we did with Manowar, getting the band signed, um, the Dictators, I mean, you know, playing CBGB's 35 times, um, Playing with Albert Bouchard in The Brain Surgeons, that was amazing. Uh, I don't know. There have been so many shows, so many tours, so many things that I've done. Yeah, no, fantastic, man. Okay. One, okay. Okay. Hold on a sec. Hold on. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I there's so many things that have happened, so many really nice things that have happened to me. You know, touring with Blue uh, Voices of Cold, touring with, uh, touring with, um, you know, Kiss, touring with ZZ Top, touring with Black Sabbath, touring with um, Bob Seger, um, touring with um, so many, so many, you know, so many people. Do you think, so many people. Do you think the dictators... It's get- really hard to say. So do you think the dictators get there just you as a band in the storied history of punk rock? Do you think they're recognized appropriately? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think so. Uh, now more than ever, more than, more than um, uh, ever, but I think that um, it's, it's, it's better now. It's better now than it's been. Yeah. Huh? Hold on a second. Yeah. Be in here. Okay. Do you know how to speak? Do you know how to speak? Will, Will, set up the machine for coach. All right, yeah. Right. I'm in the middle of my business here. So, oh, yeah. Uh, what do you do? What's your day job? So, um, but, you know, we, well, it's, my, it's not my day job, actually. It's, it's, uh, we have a bat, my family has a batting cage here. It's 10,000 square feet, and... Everyone's getting ready for, for the season. It's starting soon, so it's ins- it's, it's insane in here. So. <laughs> oh, nice. Okay. Do you support the Yankees or the Mets? So, yeah. Mets, baby. No Yankees. Yankees <laughs> are the evil empire. <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm glad to hear. I've been to New York a couple of times and I purchased some Mets gear. I don't know anything about baseball because I'm a cricket fan, right, which is a similar game, but I suppose it's a lot different. Cricket fan? We do, I do cricket here. We do cricket here. Oh, is that right? Okay. Cricket enough. guys come here and practice. Oh, wonderful. Okay. Absolutely. Uh, some Australians in the mix there, I take Uh-huh. Yeah, I've seen, we have some Australians come here. Yeah. Oh, wonderful. People from South Africa, too. Yeah, yeah, big cricket-playing yeah. nations. Yeah, we've got a big test series going on with South Africa at the moment, which isn't going that well for us, but that's life. <laughs> uh-huh. You know. 
All right, mate. No, it's been wonderful to have a chance. No, so cricket is amazing. Pardon? Go ahead. Oh, you're right. I was just saying, yeah. Oh, look, it's been wonderful Go to ahead. have a chat with you. Um, it's always good to sort of catch up with somebody whose music I've been listening to for... I think I've been listening to Manowar's music for close to 25 years now, so it's always a wonderful thing to be able to have a conversation. Unbel- um, that's unbelievable. Um, it's such a great honour that you said that. But I also do want to say that we have a new record coming out. Mm-hmm. Uh, new Ross the Boss record coming out April 20th in Germany on uh, AFM Soul Food. Could be, you can um, pre-order it. We have uh, vinyl, all sorts of stuff. It's the album's called By Bloodsworn, and it's really, really fantastic. And it's produced by Dean Ristler, who was in The Dictators with me for seven years. Nice. So we're really excited. All right. Well, There's let's... so much great excitement happening you know, with, with, with the new tour and the album. Oh, good on you, mate. Where do you get your energy from to do all of this, then? Is it, is it, you got the fire. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, yeah. No, the energy just it just comes. And I'm, I'm, you know, because I'm really never satisfied. I'm always looking to make more music. I'm happy to play with my friends. I'm happy to do what I do, make a little money at it, and uh, just keep going. You know, um, I, 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 there's some sort of medicine I get. It's some sort of therapy I get when I hit the stage. It's the best thing in my life, and I, I wouldn't trade it for the world. You know, and you'll see when I hit the stage and play my band. We all we all feel the same. We're you know they're all on on board and we, we put on a tremendous show, amazing, and we're so do. excited about it. Mm. All right, can't wait to see you guys in Australia. Thank you so much for the conversation, Ross, and uh, all the very best with the tour and everything else that you. Thank you. Now, yeah. come up to me. Come up to me. What city are you? In Brisbane, Queensland. What city? Okay, come in. Come up and tell, and, and and say say hello. Okay. I will do, mate. Yeah, no problem at all. I will do it. It'll be a privilege, yeah. Well, there you have it. That was my conversation with the bloke who used to be in Manowar playing the guitar for them. That's Ross the Boss. What a champion of a human being he is. Thank you so much for listening. My name is Andrew Mackay-Smith, and this has been the Scars and Guitars podcast. Until next time, take care of yourself. Bye.